For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's Matthew six nineteen through mm-hmm. 21 with the ESV translation. That's good. Yeah. So hobbies are absolutely awesome if kept in the proper spot. Yeah. Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. Here you're going to find helpful information shaped by a biblical worldview on all things marriage related, money, sex, parenting, and so much more. We are Michael and Elizabeth Ann, and welcome to the show. Yeah! Before we dive into today's content, we want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by the Marriage Talks podcast YouTube channel. That's a mouthful. <laughs> I know. Ooh, here we, on the on our YouTube channel, we publish all of the video recordings for our podcast, as well as Tip Tuesdays and some things that we're working on for the future. So make sure you check it out. The link is in the show notes and subscribe. All right. So today's episode is all about hobbies. hobbies. <laughs> yes. And you might think like hobbies, what does that have to do with marriage? Well, a lot. A lot. <laughs> which you won't ask that when you're done with this episode. But we wanted to talk about it because it's something we haven't really seen talked about anywhere else in particular. Mm. And I know it's something that causes a little bit of mm. friction in marriages all over the planet. So we're going to talk about it here today. We wanted to start off with definitions so you kind of know where we're coming from. So first of all, Elizabeth, what is a hobby? A hobby is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. Yeah. So, Michael. You read that perfectly. What is leisure time? Because I feel like that's important that we define that as well. Well, I just have to say, first of all, I pronounce it leisure (laughs) because I'm British, as you can tell. So you can pronounce it leisure, but I can't pronounce it advertisement. Uh, Oh, but mine's fake. Yours is real. (laughs) If you're not British, you can't get away with saying advertisement. I am extremely British, actually, in my in my family line. You also, like we're more British than some of the people who live in England. Yeah, <laughs> so. I suppose so. I'll let you get away with it, but I also say favorite with the U in it. You favorite. can just you can just slightly hear it when I say it. <laughs> we're but getting I, we're getting off topic. Yeah. Okay. So, what is leisure time? Time when one is not working or occupied. Free time. Mm. That's it. I thought there was a second line to that. There's nope. not. That's it. When you are not working or occupied, free time. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it. I we thought it'd be good to kind of just get those out there as like our you know Webster's dictionary. Um, so you kind of ha- are on the same page. Most people kind of know what a hobby is, but we're just kind of working from that definition. Yeah, we just kind of want to lay the groundwork so that when we're talking about this, that we're very clear about uh, where we stand with this. And like we said in our intro, a biblical worldview. So we are Christians. So that's the, that's the lens that we are looking at this particular subject and every subject in our marriage. I feel like sometimes we think that hobbies are a right, like we absolutely have to have a, have a hobby and it's just a part of living when in actuality it is a privilege because if you think about what is a hobby, it's done in your leisure time for pleasure. Okay, well then what's leisure time? It's your free time. It's not when you're working or occupied. And so when you are married and especially when you're parenting like young kids, there's not a whole lot of free time. And we just kind of want to talk about the priority of 
a hobby? Like, where does it rank in the priorities of your life and your marriage um, as far as ranking? Because I think sometimes that gets a little muddled, um, a little out of whack. And so that's kind of where we're going to be coming from today to preserve the marriage. But also we love hobbies. I think hobbies are great. Yeah. Like, let's just say that right off the bat. We think hobbies are good. Yeah. I think that's really important to say off the bat because during certain parts of this, it's going to sound like we're bashing on hobbies, (laughs) which we have hobbies. um, So, and we enjoy them quite a bit. So that's not the case. We get a lot of joy from our hobbies, but this episode is basically about putting them into the proper perspective and priority list. Yes. Hobbies are really a privilege. And for us specifically, like we are in like the trenches of parenting when that's kind of what I refer to, like parenting when your kids are young, it's really tough and they need you for a lot of things. Full-time job. Yeah. And so we are, we're still like very young in our marriage, so to speak. Like, you know, when you look at 50 years versus nine years, we're still in the trenches of marriage. You know, like we're, I think you always figure things out, but we're not 50 years in is my point. So, um, we have young kids, three young kids and we're nine years into marriage. And so we have to make sure that we keep our priorities in check as far as what comes first, second, third, and all that kind of stuff. So, like I said, in our situation, um, we have three kids. Michael goes to work. He goes to work outside the home and I stay home and I homeschool and raise the kids while he is at work. And just to kind of paint you a picture of what our day-to-day life is. And we view parenting and marriage as a team, not as a like split responsibility. It's not like, okay, you're at home with the kids, so you parent them and then I just go and do my thing. Like that's not how we view it at all. And I think that's important to distinguish because I think sometimes if there's an unhealthy view of a hobby, it can kind of trump the the role of, of being a parent or, or a spouse. And so that's why we kind of lay the groundwork of we're telling you this is this is our day to day life. This is what our situation looks like. And we make sure that we try and keep each other in check all the time for that. Like we're striving for that to stay unified, to stay a team to make sure that we are um, giving our all when it comes to our marriage, when it comes to parenting, when it comes to being a Christian, like making sure that we're in the word and making time for each other for that, you know, like, okay, I will, I'll take the kids so that you can do your thing for your quiet time. Like, you know, making space for that. Yeah. But that's not to say that we don't have moments where it's like Michael comes home and like, okay, can you just give me five minutes? Like like I just, it's been a particularly hard day. I need to take a step back. I'm really struggling. I just feel like I need to refresh myself and just to remove myself from the situation. We both have those moments. We both have those times. And I think that's important to cultivate that sort of release for each other, especially when you have kids so that you can show up to be your best for them. And I know that it sounds like we're getting kind of off topic from hobbies, but we kind of, our our point in saying these things is that sometimes when your priorities are out of alignment and we have done this where your hobbies take precedent over your marriage and raising your children and showing up for work, like being present in those things that are not negotiable, 
so our point in really sharing all of this is that if you're doing a hobby in your leisure time and your free time, when you really look at that, we need to kind of figure out what free time you have left in your day to day or your week to week or your month to month for your hobby, which is a conversation that we've had. Yeah. <laughs> Do you so, want me to add more? Well, I was like, you were very expectant. Oh, well, I just didn't know if you had more. So I mentioned non-negotiable. When we think about non-negotiables for us, it is, um, you know, our walk with the Lord, making sure that we're giving time to that, our work, our family time, school, church, to us, those are kind of like the core of non-negotiables. Those are always on the calendar. Um, if you were to break it down day by day, they're always on the calendar. They're reoccurring events all the time. And then from there, we look at like events and appointments, so like birthday parties, holidays, things like that that don't show up all the time, but you kind of have to schedule in. And then for us specifically, it's marriage talks. And we spend every night except for one night out of the week working on that. So when you kind of think about our calendar, it's pretty full. It's so full. It makes me, my head spin sometimes. <laughs> it's funny. It's pretty full, but we don't go out and do a lot of stuff. You know, we've chosen to do Marriage Talks podcast, which we absolutely adore and just love doing this so much. Like, I wish there were more words to say and express how much we love to do this. Um, but have, but that's a realistic part of that's where our time goes. So we have to be cognizant of that. And so once we think about all those things in our calendar, then on top of that, you're like, okay, where does my hobby come in? Where's my free time? And for us in this particular season of young kids having a podcast where we are doing it all on our own and, you know, just all those moving parts and pieces at the end of the day, there's not a ton of free time, but we're totally okay with that. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not resentful of that at all. Yeah. It's there. And there will be a time when there will be a little bit more time to dedicate to things like outside of the house, hobby wise. But right now it's not that way because we have other priorities. So like you said, yeah. and it, it's, it's one of those things that I have no grief about that at all. Like I can't get all, I can't get out and golf like I would like to. It'd be cool to hit the links here and there, but it's a chapter in my life where like I cannot carve out eight hours on a Saturday <laughs> to go do that and, you know, um, green fees and all that stuff. It's just not happening. I plan on doing that when I'm 50 yeah, It's plus. called retirement. <laughs> yeah. I totally am going to be a golfer when I'm older, but not right now. And that's fine. Yeah. So I just, again, I want to say it sounds like we're anti-hobby. We're not. We also just want to be very realistic because we have experienced and we've just seen where hobbies can really take a foothold within a marriage where it's not healthy. And so we are just painting a very realistic picture of life and then all those things that all those moving parts that fit into there. But then also we're going to share like, how do we make time for hobbies and for things that are just like activities for Michael or just activities for me. And so we're very aware that we do need those. Like the other night I went and had some wine with a friend who I haven't been able to hang out with in a very long time. And Michael's like, yes, go do that. I've got it. I've got it covered. Did it eat into our marriage talks time? Well, yeah, but we are aware that sometimes those things need to happen and we're totally fine with that. 
So flexibility is important for making carving out time for those um, those things that don't necessarily happen all the time. We just are cautioning, like, be careful that carving out time for quote hobbies isn't happening every night for three to four hours a night, you know, or like weekly and it takes up your entire Friday or your entire weekend. That's what we're cautioning against um, because that can be very divisive in a marriage. Yeah. So the big thing is kind of the question of how much time in a hobby is appropriate. And that is really customized to each marriage. Mm. In our particular case, Elizabeth's love language is quality time. So with a spouse who loves quality time, it's not going to be conducive to a healthy relationship to spend every weekend out on the boat or whatever without her or go on a trip or something like that with the guys. So you have to kind of know and the only reason you can know is if you actually ask her or talk to her or him, whatever, you can flip this too, about what is the appropriate thing. Like, hey, I like video gaming. What I would do if I was a bachelor is every night I would play. <laughs> I'm not a bachelor. <laughs> so let's kind of talk about what's an appropriate time. Maybe like a couple hours on Saturday evening and that's it. But you just you just got to have an open dialogue about that because the other thing is that if you are just kind of go, whenever you want to, you know, turning on the PlayStation or going out fishing every afternoon after work for three hours, getting home at 8 p.m., something like that, and you're not talking about that, you just have to be careful that the other person isn't like <laughs> like struggling with that. And so it's on both parties to just to just talk like, Hey, I'm a little concerned that the, um, you're bowling a little bit too much. (laughs) Yeah. You know how bowling is. Yes. And I want to add something that I really, really struggle with. And I'm very thankful that it hasn't really shown up in our marriage. Um, but I do hear or like read in articles, like, you know, my husband needs um, time. He needs to wind down and then he does it in this specific way when he comes home from work or my wife needs to wind down when she comes home from work and she does it in this specific way. And it doesn't involve the spouse or it doesn't involve the kids. And I have a really hard time with that because all day you're away from your family. Um, Let's just say this is a scenario all day. You're away from your family. Like for us, we'll, we'll use this as a, as a hypothetical. If Michael is working and he doesn't come home till five. And then he says, okay, I need an hour or two to wind down. And I'm going to go like, I'm going to go fly my drone or I'm going to go play video games or I'm going to go fishing or fill in the blank. It's an activity that is not with family or your spouse. I struggle with that because I personally don't think that that's appropriate. And that's just my opinion because then I feel like on top of being gone all day, And then for those next hour or two, we've kind of leaned on this crutch like the only way for me to come down from what I've experienced at work is this thing that is extremely fleeting, that's not going to fulfill me, that's not going to help me to be emotionally stable. And I just personally don't feel like that is a good thing for us to buy into. 
I would hope that Michael would be like, hey, wait a minute. If you're going to go shopping for two hours after mm-hmm. you get home from work every day or like he comes home from work and then I'm like, all right, peace out. I'm going to go shopping for two hours or walk around the mall or, you know, I've just removed myself from prime family time because the reality is our kids are this age once. And the amount of time we have together as a family at the end of the night is very short. And so taking advantage of that and finding joy and wind down, quote, wind down time in the family unit, in the marriage unit, I just personally feel like that's such a better way to feed your soul. You know, maybe you're doing a Bible study together, like having, um, reading the kids a Bible story at, at supper time. But if you're off doing your thing for two hours, you're missing supper time and you're missing those moments, you know, like I just want to encourage all of us to really not lean on the crutch of I need to wind down with this activity that really, truly is not fulfilling to my soul, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it could be just something busy, like a, yeah. a quick little iOS game or something like that. But yeah, I to me, I always feel like my work stretches. I like what I do. But I feel like my work stretches on and like, you know, I get eight hours at work or more and then I'm here for like three before the kids go to bed and that's it. And I just, I wish that was reversed. You can get paid the same for three hours at work and <laughs> that would be eight hours dream. with your kids and wife and stuff. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. That's some people's reality. I, I, I would love that, but that's not mine. To me, I feel like it's kind of, like, I want to wind down with everybody. Mm. Now, our house is absolute chaos a lot of the time. And that's gone. Beautiful chaos. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're yes, working on it. Uh, that sure is. And, and I, it's been a struggle for me at certain times where, you know, I do I do desire that quiet. And I get home and it's like you can hear the kids screaming. As you open up the garage door, as you approach the front door, it's like, oh, it's really loud in there. <laughs> But it's it's pretty cool in a certain way too. Like if you're in that same place, I'm sure you have your days when you struggle with your kids under 10 and how crazy they are and how they never listen. But it's also an amazing time and your kids will never need you more than they do at this stage. But anyways, I can go on and on about this stage of life. <laughs> I've got my struggles, but I've also, it's just so joyous too. Yeah, it is such a joy. And, and you just want to make sure that your hobby is not like your constant escape from your responsibilities mm, as a husband, that's wife, good. dad, mom. That's your number one role. The hobbies are amazing. They're super amazing and they're a gift from the Lord, but making sure you just got to make sure that they don't become your Lord. Oh, that's really good. Don't become an idol or something you worship. Yeah. Exactly. That's really, really good. And that's something that we we have to work together to keep each other in check, that it's not consuming so much time Yeah. that we feel like, you know, a single parent or like something that just really feels super isolating to the person on the outside. Yeah. I like that. It's good. And a kind of related item, it's sort of related to hobbies, but it's more related to just how you spend your extra time. Uh, we want to talk about guys night and girls night real quick. Mm. First of all, it's good. Yeah. It is absolutely vital for shaping who you are. Like it's a very, very, very good thing to do to at times go out 
with other guys as a guy. <laughs> Don't do that. It's not great if you're a girl, but uh, to just go out with guys who are of high, you know high quality and are going to do things that are uplifting. That's and that's a qualifier there too. Like make sure that when you go to guys' night or girls' night, that you're doing things that are uplifting mm-hmm. and respectful of yeah. the marriage relationship. And I, I think you know what that means. Like just do stuff that's cool and above board. And, but it's very, very important. Now, again, that just, it just requires a little bit of a quick conversation with your spouse. Hey, next Saturday, I'd love to go out with the guys. Boom. Sounds good. You're on track, but just expecting it and having such a regularity to where you're kind of just starting to escape things. That's when it starts to get a little bit sketchy. Yes. And I think that to um, take this even deeper with the hobbies, and I'm glad that you talked about that because it I didn't have this written down in our notes, <laughs> that we just have to be careful that our our hobbies, you mentioned it earlier about becoming your Lord or your idol, that um, we keep our hearts in check. So getting down to the heart of where in the priority list do we hold our hobbies? Like, am I, am I using my hobby as an escape so that I don't have to deal with my noisy kids or my wife who is really burdensome right now? Like we're in a difficult season. Be honest. If that's a place where you're at with a hobby, then I would encourage you to step back from that hobby and really have a frank conversation in a very graceful and loving way with your spouse. Like, you know, I just, I think we're on two different pages and I'd love to be on the same one. And so keeping a heart check as to where do I really value my hobby? Where do I prioritize my hobby? Is it an idol to me? Because if it is, then that's a big red flag. Yeah. And with that, we kind of wanted to bring that back to the Bible. One of the verses that has been coming up a lot in different studies and Mm. conferences and just self-study was the Sermon on the Mount and particular Matthew 6. So I'm going to read for you just three verses here. So as we're kind of talking about hobbies and mostly just where your what your purpose is for doing certain things and why you do things, your motivation, keep this in mind here. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's Matthew six nineteen through 21 with the ESV translation. That's good. Yeah, so hobbies are absolutely awesome if kept in the proper spot. Yeah. So they just, they can't be your number one. They can't be just a given, something I deserve. Just make sure that they are like appropriately slotted where they need to be. And I would say a good check is like if your hobby is a weekly recurring thing uh, that happens, you know, every so-and-so night um, or every so-and-so day, but on your calendar, you don't have a regularly scheduled date night, that's a red flag. And can be easily fixed on Google Calendar. Yes, it can. We love Google Calendar. But that's a good way to check, like, wait, is my hobby, am I keeping it in check? Am I really treasuring it in my heart? Is that where I'm, um, am I holding it at a number one? Well, think about what you do week, week in and week out. If, if every week you can count on a hobby day or night for several, several hours, but there's no night dedicated towards 
specifically being with your spouse, maybe do some adjustments. Sit down with your spouse and talk about how you can differently prioritize things. I think that would be a very, very fruitful thing within a marriage to do. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So as you guys know, we always do a challenge. So basically, you can probably guess what this will be. (laughs) But in the next seven days, have a conversation about hobbies. Even if you are kind of on the same page, just talk about it. Yeah. That way, um, you know, kind of, you can kind of set up boundaries for hobbies and stuff and just kind of get truly of one of one mind about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you can thrive in those boundaries. You just kind of know, like, you know, if you've always got date night on Friday, well, don't plan a hobby thing on, on a Friday. Um, but it's just having that conversation. It's like, you hear a lot of times like, Oh, I don't need to tell my spouse. I love them. They already know it. No, you need to tell them that you love them. <laughs> they can't read your mind and everybody likes to hear it. Yeah. See how that works long-term. Yeah, it's not going to be good. It doesn't work, but it is just having a conversation once again, every week we talk about some sort of communication. So talking with your spouse about that is just a good thing to do. Just lay the groundwork, be on the same page. It's very, very beneficial. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed our hobby talk. Yeah. And our other challenges go to Hobby Lobby and see what other hobbies are out there. <laughs> no, that's not no, our other challenge. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. We look forward to talking with you next week. Yeah. Thanks for coming week in and week out. Y'all are amazing. Yeah.